0: today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle.
1: He said, tell the people if they will not be shaken by all the chaos and disorder in the world that's happening around them, then I will open my hand and cause them to experience unusual, extraordinary and supernatural provision. Amen. Let's open our Bibles uh, first of all to the book of Isaiah, chapter 41. It says, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yes, I will help thee. Yes, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Notice the hand of God involved in this. God is saying, Don't fear. Don't be dismayed. Don't allow, I'm adding to this, don't allow what's happening around you to distract you. You know, the Bible says also in the book of Isaiah that the grass, grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. No matter what's happening around us, it'll never change what God's word says. You're not going to get up tomorrow or the next day or the next day week or the next month or the next year. And Philippians 4.19 will say something different. It'll always say, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And it will never add this unless there's a pandemic. <laughs> never say it. So why should I fear what's happening around me when I have the promise of God that he will take care of me. He will supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So notice here, God is encouraging the people I will be with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. So here we see something that the right hand of God or the hand of God is capable of doing. Now, in my study, Uh, that I've been doing since October about the hand of God, Uh, I've discovered that there are two primary phrases that are used in the Bible uh, referring to the hand of God. Number one, the right hand of God, and then the next phrase is just the hand of God. Usually, the right hand of God is always symbolic of his supreme authority, dominion, and power, the right hand of God. And then when you see the phrase, the hand of God, it is usually symbolic of divine or supernatural provision. So either way, God's got you covered. Can you say amen? amen? Now, I want to encourage you to begin today, if you haven't already, and if this is the first time you're aware of this, then I want to encourage you beginning today. Start looking for, watching for, and expecting the hand of God in your life. Amen. Amen. Because once again, it is symbolic of his divine power. It is symbolic of supernatural provision. And if there's any two things we need in the day and time in which we live is God's divine power, supreme power, and God's divine provision. Can you say amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, and I receive it. I want to share with you uh, several things I've discovered About the hand of God. And if you're taking notes, you might want to make this list and then you can study it on your own. I won't do a lot of expounding upon it for the sake of time. Uh, If I had more time, I'd take each one of them and just spend one session on each one of them. But I don't have that kind of time today. So just go ahead and make a list of things that the Bible says the hand of God is capable of doing. Number one, it creates. The hand of God creates. According to Isaiah 48, 13, mine hand also hath laid the foundations of the earth, and my right hand has spanned the heavens. So that tells us that through the hand of God, he is capable of creating. He created the world by his hand. And then number two, the hand of God is capable of preserving, preserving, which means keeping safe and protecting. Psalm 136 verse 12, with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm. This is a reference of how God delivered and per- and preserved his people when they were in Egypt. So notice the right hand of God or the hand of God is capable of preserving protecting keeping safe number 3 delivers the hand of god is capable of delivering psalm 31:15 says my times are in your hands deliver me from the hand of my enemy and from them that persecute me so let me review once again the hand of god is capable of creating the hand of god will preserve the hand of god Will deliver. And then number four, the hand of God represents security. Security. Psalm 37, verse 23 and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. So once again, the hand of God is capable of producing security in our lives. And then number five, the right hand of God is ever ready to protect. Joshua chapter four, verse 24, that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of God, it is mighty. The message translation says, so that everybody on earth would recognize how strong God's rescuing hand is. And so that you would hold God in solemn reverence always. So once again, the hand of God is capable of protecting his people. And then number six, as I mentioned earlier, it is symbolic of provision. Now I want you to turn with me on this one to Psalm 145. Psalm 145. And look at verse eight, the Lord is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Drop down to verse 14. The Lord upholdeth all that fall, and raiseth up all that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and satisfy the desire of every living thing. So once again, The hand of God is symbolic of divine provision, supernatural, extraordinary, and unusual provision. There's another translation, the Passion Translation, that says, when you open your hand, it is full of blessing. I like that. When God opens his hand, it's full of blessing. Amen. A number of years ago, I was uh, preaching in Creflo Dollar's church, And it was shortly after he had built that big dome. And uh, actually, uh, I was not scheduled to preach there until about a month later. And I was uh, uh, home on Saturday, and I was watching Creflo on television. Thank you. And uh, the Lord said, call Creflo and tell him you have a word for his church, and you'll be there tomorrow. I said, Lord, I don't do that. I don't don't invite myself anywhere. People invite me. He said, call Creflo and tell him you have a word for his church and you'll be there tomorrow. I said, Lord, you're not listening. I don't do that. I said, Lord, I'm already scheduled. It's on the schedule. Creflo invited me to come and I'll be there next month. He said, call Creflo and tell him You have a word for his church and you'll be there in the morning. I said, yes, sir. That's exactly what I was about to do. (laughs) So I called Creflo. I said, Creflo, you know me. I don't do this, but I'm sitting here watching you on television. And the Lord told me to call you and tell you I will be in your church tomorrow. I have a word for your church. He said, Brother Jerry, you know my house is your house. So come on, we'll be ready for you. And I said, "Uh, now I'm I'm scheduled to be there next month. He said, and I'm going to hold you to that promise too. (laughs) I said, okay, I'll get in in my airplane and I'll fly to uh, Georgia. And uh, I said, and Creflo, I don't want you to receive an offering for me. I'm just coming to deliver this word and, and then I'll fly back home and then I'll see you the following month. And so I got in my airplane. I flew to Atlanta. And when I got settled in, I said, Lord, you said I had a word for Creflo's Church. I'd like to know what it is. <laughs> and uh so I prayed and I felt I had received the word from the Lord. So the next morning, I uh, was picked up by one of his people, and they took me to the church. Now at this time they had uh two morning services, and uh you know, a lot of people, thousands of people in each one. So I'm, I'm preaching. I'm delivering this word that the Lord had for me to share with Creflo's congregation. And so I'm, I'm walking around. I like to walk when I preach and I'm walking back and forth across the front and Creflo and Taffy are sitting right on the front row and I'd preach over here a little while and then I'd work my way over here and then I'd turn around and, and walk back the other way. And when I got to this aisle, there was a man about far back as this gentleman here with the blue shirt. And he got right on the edge of his chair like this. I thought, is he going to jump on me? So I I walked back over this way. And I kept preaching. And then I I forgot about this guy and I walked and and I got back over there and he, he got down like this again. I thought, the Creflo's church is run like a fine greased machine. Surely the ushers are not going to let somebody jump on me. <laughs> so I went back over to preaching over here. And I forgot about that guy again. And this time when I walked over there, he jumped out of his chair, come running toward me and stuck a $100 bill in my, in my lapel pocket here. And then he sat down. Well, it obviously interrupted the service. So I walked over to Creflo. He's sitting on the front row there. I said, Creflo, apparently he he didn't get here in time for tithes and offerings this morning, so put this in your tithes. He said, no, that's for you. I said, no, Creflo, this is for the tithes and offering. He said, no, it's for you. Well, I didn't want to argue with him. I thought, well, I'll give it to him later because I hadn't finished this great word I had for the congregation. You know? But this guy interrupted me. So I just stuck it back in my pocket and kept preaching. And then in a little while, there's another guy got up. And then another guy got up. And then I don't know how many people got up. They completely circled me where you couldn't even see me anymore. And every one of them are putting money on me somewhere. They put it in this pocket They put it in these pockets. They put it inside these pockets. They even put it in my shoes. (laughs) And then they all sat down and then another group got up. And Creflo and Taffy are laughing. (laughs) I never had this happen to me before. And Creflo told me he'd never seen it happen either. And I kept trying to give it to Creflo to put it in the arm. He said, no, apparently the people wanted you to have it. That's yours. So I don't want to argue with him. So I kept preaching and they kept doing it. And then finally, a guy, uh, everywhere I walk, I'm dripping money. (laughs) It's falling out of my pockets, falling out of my shoes. Uh, Everywhere I walked, it was money. I'm leaving a trail of money. And a guy had a black plastic trash bag following me and putting it in this bag. <laughs> so then we went to the speaker's room for the break until the next group came in. And, and I'm still trying to give this money to Creflo and he won't take it. And so we went out for the second service. Now, most of these people in the second service were not in that first service. They didn't see that. And I started to get, and it happened again. <laughs> I mean, they started getting up all over the building. And, and I couldn't even preach anymore, but you just totally interrupted the service and they're piling money on me. And I'm, I'm leaving a trail of money everywhere I walk. So finally we got out of the service and, and got back to the speaker's room and I'm trying to give it to Creflo. And he, he had this guy with that black trash bag, <laughs> picking it up, putting it in that bag. And, and then Creflo hands me the bag. He said, now this is for you. The people wanted you to have it. Apparently, it's for you. We've already received the tithes and offerings. I said, Creflo, I told you I didn't want you to receive an offering while I'm here this time. He said, I didn't. They just wanted to do it. I hadn't said a word to them about it. I said, next month when you come, I'll receive an offering for your ministry. But this is for you and Carolyn. Okay? Now, until he said, Carolyn... It was what Jesse DePlantis called she money. She don't know I got it. She ain't getting it. (laughs) (laughs) But he said, it's for you and Carolyn. So now I'm obligated. So anyway, uh, he said, are you flying home now? And I said, yes, I'm I'm getting ready to go back home. I've I've obeyed God. I've given you that word. And uh, uh, so now I'm getting ready to fly home. He said, well, can you stay for lunch? He said, mama's cooked lunch. I said, who? He said, mama has cooked. I'm staying. Okay. Creflo's mama's cooked lunch. I'm staying. That woman knows how to cook. In fact, she walked over to Creflo while I was eating. She said, Creflo, I don't think Carolyn's feeding that little white boy. That boy can not eat. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes, I can and pass the chicken. Hallelujah. <laughs> so they hand me the trash bag as I'm getting ready to walk out. I get to my airplane and my pilot says, Brother Jerry, you want me to throw that away for you? I said, keep your cotton-picking hands off my trash bag. And I put it on the airplane. I'm the only one on the airplane besides the pilot. And I'm sitting back in the back and I got that trash bag in the seat in front of me. I don't have a clue what's, how much is in there. So I take it home. And when I get home, the first thing I'd take out of my car was the trash bag. And I walk in the house and Carolyn said, didn't, didn't the pilots take care of that for you? I said, they tried. <laughs> she said, what are you doing with it? I said, well, sit down. I got to tell you something. And then I also had them to give me a copy of the video, a video copy of it. And I said, sit down and watch this. I, I, I've never seen anything like this happen before. And, and I wasn't expecting it. And watch what happened. She sat there and watched this. And I said, now that's what's in that bag. So we dumped it out on the floor in the den there to count it. And I got embarrassed. In fact, I wanted to to close the shades. I thought somebody's gonna think I stole the offerings. But I didn't, I tried to give it back. And so we started counting it. Turned out to be $26,000. Did you know I'm capable of carrying around in my pockets (laughs) and in my shoes and on my body $26,000? So I said, Carolyn, Creflo said it's for me and you. Here's your $13,000. Here's my $13,000. She said, what are you going to do with yours? I said, well, as a matter of fact, I know somebody right now that I just talked to a couple of days ago that is in desperate need, and I'm going to give all this to them. She said, That's exactly what I'm going to do. There are two people in the church that I prayed for while you were gone that are in desperate need financially. I'm going to divide it between the two of them and give it to them. We didn't keep a dime of it. We just, we just blessed other people with it. Now, what I'm saying is, every person who walked up to me that day with an open hand had a blessing in it. That's what God is telling us. When I open my hands, it is full of blessings. You missed an opportunity to reach your hand out (laughs) and say, Lord, if you want to pour out blessings, here I am. Hallelujah. Amen. You should walk around like this. In fact, the Lord told me, he said, for the first time in your life, you have experienced, actually experienced Luke 638, because it says in Luke 638 in another translation, you will form a pouch as an apron. And that's exactly what happened to me that day in Creflo's church. Amen. I experienced more than enough. People opened their hand and it was full of blessing. God is telling us today that when I open my hand, it is full of blessing. Now, notice what he said, and I told you at the beginning. If you will not be shaken, let like your neighbors say that's, that's the key. If you will not be shaken by all the, the chaos and the disorder that is happening in the world around you right now, then I will open my hand and cause you to experience supernatural, extraordinary, and unusual provision. Somebody say, I receive it. And then make this pledge. In the name of Jesus, as of right now, I will no longer be shaken. I will no longer be moved by all the chaos and all the disorder that is happening in my world. I'm not moved by it. My trust is in God. My trust is in his word. Therefore, I'm a candidate for the open hand of God and give the Lord your best shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I also discovered in my study that the Hebrew letter representing the number 20, as in 2020, means an open hand or giving freely. Now, I didn't know that. Now, I'm not a Hebrew scholar and I can't pronounce Hebrew words that well, but I have an English book that translates Hebrew. And it said, that the Hebrew letter representing the number 20 means an open hand or giving freely. And then the number 22, as in 2022, in the Hebrew symbolizes disorder and chaos. I thought that was very interesting because that's the way the Lord started this off with me. He said, tell the people, if they will not be shaken by all the chaos and disorder in the world that's happening around them, then I will open my hand and cause them to experience unusual, extraordinary, and supernatural provision. Amen. Amen. Now, that means that you're going to have to stay focused on what God says and not on what CNN says. Faith does not come by watching CNN. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. At some point, you're going to have to turn CNN off. Well, I lost my crowd. No, I didn't lose this crowd. CNN is not final authority. The Word is. Amen. The Word is. So I refuse to be be shaken by all this chaos. And and the Lord later told me uh, a couple of months later, he said, tell the people. The chaos is not going to end this year. In fact, it may even get worse. But if they will not be shaken by it, I will open my hand unto them and they will experience supernatural, unusually extraordinary provision. Go with me if you have uh, Amplified Bible or maybe we can put it up, Psalm 145 and look at verse 15 once again. (coughs) Excuse me. Verse 15 from the Amplified, the eyes of all wait for you. Now look at this. Looking, watching, and expecting. Looking, watching, and expecting. Looking, watching, and expecting. What are you looking for this year? What are you watching for this year? What are you expecting to happen to you and your family, your business, your ministry? If you're looking, watching, and expecting to experience the open hand of God, that's exactly what will happen to you. Because it's a proven fact. Whatever you expect, that's what you experience. Amen. Now, another word for expect would be, "What have you have faith for. Amen, because real Bible faith has a positive expectancy. Jesus said, be it unto thee according to your faith. You could say it this way, be it unto you according to your expectancy.
0: What if God is about to do more than you could ask or think? There's nothing too big for God. He's not limited by your circumstances. Today's special offer, the Unlimited Favor special package, contains Jerry Savelle's three-part audio series, Our Unlimited God, his faith building book, Hey, that's the favor of God, and the uniquely designed journal, My Personal Favor of God Journal. It's time to take the limits off and expend your faith. Learn to activate your faith for an unprecedented outpouring of God's goodness and favor. In this package, you'll discover where limitation comes from, how to break free from self-limitations, what can block God's goodness, and how to receive God's favor. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Unlimited Favor Special Package. Start thinking bigger, start dreaming bigger, and expect our unlimited God to do the unlimited in your life.
1: Thank you so very much for joining us on Adventures in Faith today, and it's been a great honor and a great joy to be able to bring the Word of God to you, and we appreciate all of you that have communicated with us And letting us know how much these programs are blessing you. and We want to encourage you, if you feel the same way about the lessons that you are watching right now, then please communicate with us again. We love hearing from you, and we just want you to know we're believing God with you that this is going to be your time for your greatest victories you've ever experienced. Amen. Let me remind you once again of our special offer, the unlimited favor package. First of all, Three CDs that I preached not too long ago entitled Our Unlimited God. Don't limit God. Don't limit Him in any way. Dare to believe for His best in every area of your life. Remember, the Apostle Paul says, He is the God that does exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And then my newest book entitled Hey, That's the Favor of God. The reason I gave it that title is simply because many, many years ago, when God first began teaching me about His favor and how to walk in it, He said, Every time it manifests in your life, you stop and say out loud, Hey, that's the favor of God. And He said, And every time you do that, you'll begin to expect it to manifest more and more often. So that's what this little book is about. Once again, hey, That's The Favor of God. Brand new book. So first time we've offered it, please don't hesitate to contact us and get your copy. And then once you experience The Favor of God, I have found that it's so important to journal it. I put this little journal together so that every time you experience God's favor, you can write it as a testimony. Then also there's a section where you can write what you're believing God's favor to do. So this is important. The reason I uh, produce this little book is so that you will become more and more favor-minded. Get up every day expecting the favor of God. So you can order all of this on our, uh, go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or you can simply look at the information that's on your screen right now and place your order for it. The Unlimited Favor Package. Thank you once again for joining me. I look forward to sharing with you again next week. So remember, until then, Your faith will overcome the world.